Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, living the dream once again on a beautiful Saturday. It's a Fox football Saturday. Hartman and Hushman Zada coming to you live. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, here in our Fox Sports Radio Studios in Southern California, it's been a little bit difficult for us to sort of get into the football mood because the, the, the weather's been so hot, like summer extended. Today... TJ, we got we got a little drizzle in the air, a little coolness in the air. I love it. it it's sort of feeling a little bit like football weather today. It feels like we're in a Pacific Northwest. Almost. I love <laughs> it. Don't you love it? Ever you know, we get this every once in a while. So yeah, now we get get a little fall weather. You get a little football feel right now. No, I would prefer the hot weather. Me. But if I'm playing a football game right. myself, if I'm strapping it up, I prefer this weather that we're in now. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not, no, I, I'll take the hot weather. <laughs> Year-round. Year-round. That's why we're here, right? That's why we're in California. Year-round, baby. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. When let's let's go back up, to your days you in Corvallis. Get, you Give can me. get up and wear what right. you want, flip-flops. Yeah. You, oh, let me mm. see how it looks outside. You know yeah. how it looks outside. All right. Well, this is a guy who played in Cincinnati, you can imagine, uh, and then, of course, played his college ball uh, in Corvallis. What would be a normal, let's say, November day in Corvallis, Oregon? Uh, probably rain. It could be a drizzle or it could be rain. Um, temperature would probably be high 50s, low 60s, but just being a student, that's cold. And so depending <laughs> on if the wind's blowing, it just you just kind of get used to it. You adapt. <laughs> I can imagine for you, like you get there to Corvallis and it's like, 
Because you never really experienced that before, Listen, right? This is a true story. When I got to Corvallis, Oregon, it literally rained 31 <laughs> days in a row. And I'm sitting here like, are you kidding me? Like, I'll never forget, we're out there conditioning, running, mm-hmm. and the rain's hitting us all in the face because they didn't have an indoor facility. And I'm like, this is crazy. And it just rain, 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 rain. I'm like, when is this going to stop? And so that was my introduction to Corvallis, Oregon. Oh, well, I tell you, wherever you're listening right now, you're enjoying football. That's what it's all about. We got plenty of college football we're going to get to today. Give you a little sneak peek on what to expect tomorrow in the NFL. But let's just start with where we are right now in some of these games. Uh, Oklahoma is taking on Texas Tech. They have just increased their lead to 24-7. to let me, uh, let me read you some numbers here for Jalen Hurts. I just gave you an update. I just want to add another uh, layer to this. Jalen Hurts, who has been our leader wow. in our Heisman chase, is now 6-for-7 passing for 239 yards. He is, he is averaging 40 yards a completion. He just threw a 72-yard or 71-yard touchdown pass to Lamb. 6 for seven, 239 yards and a touchdown. So let's man. just let's just start right there with Jalen Hurts. Texas Tech got to be better, man. That makes no sense. So, well, we knew that Tech – and by the way, I was – you know, I'm always looking at uh, bets and everything. People are saying, what's your bet of the day, Hartman? I got Ohio State minus 17 at Nebraska. I think that number is too low. I still think Ohio State will roll Nebraska even at Nebraska. I'm not as strong about that as I've been the last three weeks, and I'm three for three on my college football pick of the week. But that's that to me is still a number that seems way too low for this Ohio State team that's just rolling up points. And it seems like Ryan Day is making a point with every game they play to roll it up as much as he can. Hey, I thought you might have gone with Michigan. They got slaughtered last week. They're coming back home against a Rutgers team. I thought that would be your pick of the week. But I still believe Ohio State minus 17 against Nebraska. It's on the road. Uh, Yeah. It should be loud, but it would only be loud if the game is close, if it's a good contest. And so uh, I actually like that. I think Ohio State will beat Nebraska – I think in time, Scott Frost will get the job done at Nebraska. I don't know. They'll never be the dominant. The other game I almost picked was the game yesterday, and that was Penn State of Maryland. Oh, wow. Remember when Maryland, what were they scoring? Like 60 a game. 60, 70 points a game. How about 59 nothing loss at home to Penn State yesterday? 59 nothing at home. So getting back to Jalen Hurts right now, I, I let, let's – Look, if he continues this, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. He's going to do the unthinkable. Three years, Oklahoma quarterbacks, all transfers, winning the Heisman Trophy. Because so if you look at their schedule, unlike, you know, Burrow or Tuatunga Bailoa, where they have to play against each other, there's nothing standing in his way. I mean, these numbers are going to continue to roll. So let's let's talk Jalen next level, okay? When you watch Jalen Hurts whether it was the Jalen Hurts at Alabama, who, by the way, was 26-2 and two as a starting quarterback and had really good numbers. It's just that it was overshadowed by everything else at Alabama. And what you're seeing this year at Oklahoma. Is this a guy that has a future in the NFL? Could he be a, a number one overall pick? Could he be that kind of a guy? Oh, he for sure has a future. The hard part is how do you evaluate him? That that That's the hard part is he didn't, like you said, he was 26-2 and two at Alabama. Really good. 
but he's playing now at Oklahoma. It's unprecedented. He's playing better than Baker and Kyler did at this point. And so how do you evaluate Jalen Hurts? Do you say he's in between his Alabama film and Oklahoma film or the coaching at Oklahoma has brought out the best in him or has he reached his ceiling at Oklahoma? And this is, you just don't know because at Alabama he was good. And now he's reached a higher ceiling here at Oklahoma. So is it Leakin Riley? Is it the offense? Is it the level of competition? You just don't know. And so it's, it's hard to evaluate him. It's almost like is Leakin Riley that great of a coach or <laughs> did the Alabama coaches just not get the best out of Jalen Hurts when he was at Alabama? Well, let's get back to the Lincoln Riley question you just asked. Let's see if you can answer it. Is Lincoln Riley that good that he can seemingly take any quarterback and basically hand him a Heisman Trophy? Um, I wouldn't say any quarterback. Let's slow down a little bit. The quarterbacks he's getting, they're not just any quarterback. They're talented. It's just he's just bringing something out of them that Jalen Hurst didn't have at Alabama. Baker Mayfield didn't have because had he had it, he wouldn't have been a two-time walk-on. Kyler Murray was expected to play well in college. He was a number one recruited kid coming out of high school, and so that's expected of him. But what Leakin Riley is doing, you can't ignore it either. You you can't ignore this. It looked like Jalen Hurts was holding Alabama back, and then Tua comes in. It's like, wow, this is what they do with a quarterback and throw the ball, and now Jalen Hurts – is doing better than Tua with a different system, different guys around them, but people would say against lesser competition on a week-in and week-out basis. Well, believe it or not, right now, Jalen Hurts is on pace to rewrite the NCAA record book for passing. His passer rating <laughs> is on I, – again, I, I, it's hard – because I'm a numbers guy. Most people aren't numbers people. Just, just take it, my word here. What he's doing right now, and then you add on what he's already doing today, 6 of 7, 239 yards and a touchdown. These are numbers that are just going to obliterate the record book. Uh, for a guy that was considered a facilitator at best at Alabama, but he had good numbers at Alabama. In fact, one year he had 17 touchdowns with one interception at Alabama. So it's not like he didn't have numbers at Alabama. It's just that a lot of people just thought he was a placeholder, you know, just another guy. And then Tua came on the scene, throws the winning touchdown pass against Georgia in the BCS championship game, Tua, 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 and certainly Tua has not disappointed anybody. But this is uh, this is where we are right now. I tell you, uh, last week, TJ, you and I were sitting here watching Wisconsin just put a beat down on Michigan. And it's interesting today because Michigan is up 21-0 on Rutgers inside five minutes to go in the first half there. Meanwhile, and this has not been totally unexpected, Northwestern is giving Wisconsin a game. It is only 7-3 Wisconsin, seven minutes to go in the first half. Pat Fitzgerald's uh, Wildcats doing a pretty good job uh, holding Wisconsin in check right now. Are you surprised? I am surprised, but Northwestern over the last couple of years, they've played well. Uh Pat Fitzgerald is a former player. He's played. Defensively, they're locked in. They're not going to let Wisconsin pound them on the run, on the ground. And so it seems to me they're crowding the box. Corners play over the top. Don't get beat deep. Sounds easy, but they're executing it. Right now, Jonathan Taylor, nine carries, 44 yards and a touchdown. That's it for a guy who had over 200 yards against Michigan a week ago. Speaking of Michigan, 
What were your thoughts after what happened last week? An absolute embarrassment for Michigan on the road against Wisconsin. We talked about the Jim Harbaugh situation. It was funny this week. Apparently a former Michigan player uh, cornered Urban Meyer about coming to Michigan. Urban Meyer said that is never going to happen. Where are we right now with Jim Harbaugh? Well, you got to wait to see how the season plays out. If he can finish the season – I don't know why I'm saying this, and beat Ohio State, people will forget about the Wisconsin loss. They will act like it didn't happen. And so it's early in the season. You just have to wait and see. Now, do I see them beating Ohio State the way they've looked? Absolutely not. But this is college football. These are um, young kids. They can turn it around. Uh, It's going to be very difficult. But they lost, and and they, they didn't just lose. It was the way they lost. They gave up. They lost in the trenches. And for my time watching football how Harbaugh's teams are going to be tough they're going to compete they're going to be hard-nosed and they lacked a lot of toughness at least it seemed they lacked toughness because Wisconsin handled them up front on both sides of the ball all right it is uh, conceivable this season in college football college football's 150th season that something could happen that has never happened before ever and the question is would that be <laughs> See see how he moved his mic up? TJ wanted to stand up. If you're wondering about that, that noise. Yeah, man, I got nerve damage in my leg. I sit too long. It kills me. Yes. It was actually his hip that was making that noise. <laughs> yeah, should have been. So, but something could happen in college football this year that's never happened before. And the question is, is, is it a fair thing? Is it going to be a good thing? We'll explain coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Sermon stacked behind Hall, snap, Hurts will run it himself up the middle, and he walks into the end zone, touchdown! Jalen Hurts, one-yard touchdown run, his fifth touchdown run of the year. That is Toby Rowland, Learfield IMG College. Jalen Hurts, here are the numbers so far for Hurts in the first half. Five minutes ago, uh, as Oklahoma's leading Texas Tech 24-10, to Jalen Hurts 7-9 passing, 245 yards and a touchdown, five carries, 44 yards and a touchdown. In other words, he has 289 yards total offense and two TDs with five minutes to go in the first half as he continues to make his campaign clear up for the Heisman Trophy. By the way, coming to Hooters every Monday all season to play Monday Night Moneyball. You're just a few easy questions away from a chance at cash prizes, freebies, and a trip to the season ender in Miami. Play Monday Night Moneyball at HootersMoneyBall.com. So we're celebrating the 150th year of college football. Uh, by the way, TJ, I'm going to be in Atlanta Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday visiting the College Football Hall of Fame. I have not been to the College Football Hall of Fame since I moved to Atlanta several years ago. I was there a couple of times when I used to be in South Bend, Indiana. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm just a big college football freak. I love the whole history of the sport. Really looking forward to that. But uh, right now, if you look at both the AP and the coaches poll, you've got Clemson at number one. The next three schools are Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. Uh, that's three SEC teams. Now, let me ask you this. I know they're going to play against each other, but we just had the last undefeated team fall in the Pac-12, Cal. So no undefeated teams left in the Pac-12. We may have Oklahoma run the table. Let's say Oklahoma gets upset along the way in the Big 12. And let's say the Big 10 champion also has a single loss. And let's say you have an undefeated Georgia team play an undefeated Alabama or LSU team in the SEC championship game. And you end up with, let's say, an undefeated, I'll just say Alabama team, with a one-loss Georgia team and a one-loss LSU team where their only losses were to Alabama. Is it conceivable that you could have three SEC teams in the playoff? Because they're supposed to uh, theoretically pick the four best teams for the four-team playoff. One, could that happen? Two, should that happen? What do you think? Does LSU play Georgia? They don't. Oh, so that is very conceivable. Um, I, it would really depend on the loss. It would also depend on... The other teams outside of the SEC that have one loss, um, what type of loss was it? I, I think that matters. Um, your strength of schedule outside of conference, because once you get an in-conference, the SEC, they're so strong that that really helps. If you look at it, what what's more impressive? Georgia's win over Notre Dame or LSU's win over Texas? And, and so you, you have to weigh those things. You'd have to see how Notre Dame finishes the season, how Texas finishes the season. 
And right now, though, Texas and Notre Dame, they both look equally good. LSU beat a good Texas team. Georgia beat a good Notre Dame team. So how do you play it out? Could it be three teams? That'd be very tough to say all you other conferences, the SEC is going to get three teams and everybody else will be get one, and that one is Clemson. So that that's awfully tough, but if you want to get in it, win, play better. That's what I say. So LSU does not play Georgia. So if LSU only loses one game to Alabama, and then you have an undefeated Alabama team versus an undefeated Georgia team in the SEC or, championship or, or game. What do you what if you have LSU or Georgia beats Alabama? Right. And Alabama's one loss, they're for sure going to get in because they're Alabama. Even a better example. Exactly. In fact, that's a beautiful. So if Let's LSU say, and right. Georgia both go undefeated since they don't play each other. Correct. And they play in the SEC championship game. And let's say the LSU win against Alabama was like a three-point win or less, right? Like LSU just barely squeaked by Alabama. That's Alabama's only loss of the year. But Alabama, and they're shut out of the SEC championship game. You're absolutely – they're not going to shut out Alabama, Alabama from being in the playoff. Alabama does play LSU and Georgia, so it's impossible for LSU and Georgia to both go undefeated. One of them would have a loss because they do play Alabama. Um, well, no, no, no. But, I'm but, assuming they, Alabama would beat one of them because if Alabama would lose to both of them, then they would have no chance. Right. I So, I mean, but the, the bottom line is the theory behind the playoff was at season's end, we're going to select the four best teams. If they're the best teams, it, it shouldn't matter which conference they come out of. It should not matter. That's what I'm asking you then. Now, of course, like you say, if you are if you were to say Clemson, if they were to shut out the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12, out of the playoff, the noise is just going to get louder and louder and louder to expand this playoff from four to eight teams. Now, Ohio State, if they go undefeated, obviously they're in. They're in. Depending on Same who, thing with Oklahoma. Depending obviously. on who they lose to, mm-hmm. um, Ohio State and Oklahoma, the type of loss it is, that, that will determine it. But if I'm answering that question right now, I, I say it's almost impossible for the SEC to get three teams in a college football playoff. I will I will say that now it's virtually impossible. Because there's just too many other teams that are really good. I mean, you Ohio State, Oklahoma, who maybe Wisconsin, you Notre Dame, Texas. You you just don't know how the season will play out, but it's conceivable, but I, I don't see that um happening at all. Well, I it 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 could happen. That's all I can tell you right now. I'm just going to make sure of like, the Georgia schedule here. So, again, Georgia does not play Alabama or LSU during the regular season. The only time they would play SEC would be the SEC championship game. Wow. So, again, if Georgia goes undefeated, which is very conceivable, uh, getting into the SEC championship game and then plays the winner of the Alabama-LSU game, who would be undefeated, the loser wow. of that game would only have one loss, be locked out of the SEC championship game. I- I'm telling you, you would have an undefeated SEC team and then two other teams where their only loss was to one of those three teams. Man, this couldn't have played out any better for Georgia. I mean, their toughest games would be um, Auburn, November 16th, and then the following week against uh, Texas A&M. Well, they have Florida. 
Georgia yeah. has Florida. I don't know if you consider Florida legit right now. We're going to have Alex Marvez on in a second. I'm sure he'll state his case for the Gators. That game's coming up November 2nd. I don't know if Florida is uh, good enough to beat Georgia. I, from mm-hmm. what, At least from what I've seen these first few weeks of the season, I don't I don't believe Florida is good enough to beat Georgia. At Auburn, do you think Georgia – I mean, how good is I – mean, I, don't, I don't think Auburn – Is Georgia that good? They seem to be. They they seem to be, but Georgia's a team where it confuses me. Is they play very similar to Alabama, uh, Alabama of three to four years ago, where they just want to run the ball, they want to play good defense, and they want to limit the amount of throws that they make the quarterback make, regardless of how good he is. That's how Georgia plays, and I people assume Fromm is really good. So it, it's I, I just watching Auburn. They they've escaped and won some. Games that I don't know if they should have won. Well, they got that freshman quarterback, and, and he's they're he's showing that he's a freshman quarterback. They're winning games, yeah, despite yeah. And so in spite of him, so so it's uh, but they're ranked seventh in the country. So you beat them; it's a good resume builder. Well, again, right now the SEC has five of the top nine teams in the country, uh, which makes it crazy. All right, so Alex Marvez now will join us not in the next segment, but at the top of the next hour. Uh, is is I take it he's there really sweating out the Towson State game that Florida has today? Is that uh, yeah? He he's on a bus right now. Really, and, and, uh, <laughs> interviews okay. don't sound great when you're all right. Well, if bus. he doesn't sound good, I don't need him on the air. All right, we're right now. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what's trending right now. Is uh, Mr. Gascon is uh, here? David, how are you today? I'm good, but. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, going back to what you originally brought up with him, I, I could not see this guy having a slip this year. This, I, this offense is on fire. Yeah, they just scored again. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's 11 of 13, 288 yards, two touchdowns. He's also run for a touchdown. Yeah, this is all. It's not stat padding. He's just lighting it up. It's only in the first half, but again, he goes to work. Snap to Jalen Hurts. Play action. Looks right, wants to throw, looks back middle, flings it across the middle. CD caught it. Midfield breaks away. It's a race. 35 to the 30, to the 20. They're not going to get him. 10-5. Pater. Touchdown. 71-yard CD Lamb. Making it look easier right now. Hurts in the day, 11 of 13 for 288, two touchdowns. And then on the ground, six carries for 37 yards and a score of his own. So it's 31-10. Oklahoma's out in front of Texas Tech. Ball game right now is on Fox. Meanwhile, Iowa leading Middle Tennessee by a score 24 to nothing. Closing seconds of the first half in that affair. Texas A&M led at Arkansas. Razorbacks have come back. They now lead 17-14. There's 28 seconds to play in the first half in that affair. TCU is blasting Kansas on FS1, 35 to nothing in that affair. And then Michigan, of course, they've woken up just a little bit. Fellas are at the break right now. They're up on Rutgers, 24 to nothing. Back to Steve Hartman, TJ Hushmanzada in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. Jonathan Taylor in the day, 13 carries for 63 yards and a score. But that is it. Wisconsin 7, Northwestern 3. They're at recess. That was uh, one of Jason McIntyre's uh, picks. Northwestern and the points. 
So Jason's looking good on that selection out there. David, we'll talk to you a little bit later on. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Albert Breer, uh, NFL insider, now with the Monday Morning Quarterback, uh, was on with Jason McIntyre, and they were talking about Lincoln Riley, the Oklahoma coach. Here's what Albert had to say. I think there are a handful of NFL teams that would hire Lincoln Riley if he'd say yes tomorrow. Honestly, like the Dallas Cowboys are one team where I know they would, you know, he'd be the top of the list. You know, him and Sean Payton, Payton just signed the extension, would be the top of the Cowboys list if Jason Garrett were to, if the season were to go the wrong way on Jason Garrett. I think there are NFL teams that are very prepared right now to make a run at Lincoln Riley. The league's clearly fascinated by him. I can tell you, I think just about every NFL franchise has sent someone through there over the last couple of years to study tape with him and see what he's doing. There's no question. The NFL has a fascination with Lincoln Riley to the point where I think right now, Lincoln Riley is sort of the NFL's white whale. Wow. The way Chip Kelly was six years ago. Yeah, and how did that work? All right, so let's let's talk about Lincoln Riley again here. He is all of 36 years of age, just had his 36th birthday uh, earlier this month. Uh, he was tutored at Texas Tech underneath uh, Mike Leach uh, as a coach. He went to East Carolina, went to Oklahoma. They brought in, as you know, as first year as offensive coordinator, Baker Mayfield, a transfer out of Texas Tech where he had been a walk-on there. Uh, and suddenly Baker Mayfield was uh, a Heisman finalist instantly, eventually a Heisman Trophy winner. And now we know that uh, with Jalen Hurst, it could be a third straight Heisman. His record now as a head coach, 27-4. and four. So he mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, if Jason Garrett wins you know, a Super Bowl this year, I mean, I don't think they're going to make a coaching change. But if things go south, you have a Dak Prescott, obviously Amari Cooper, you have Ezekiel Elliott. Is it too early with a guy like Lincoln Riley at age 36, just his third year as a head coach, to say he is ready for the National Football League? It's never too early. When, when you see the amount of young coaches that have been hired and having success starting with Sean McVay, um, that's the thing to do. Uh, but, for, but for me, I, I don't see the Cowboys being realistic. They're going to have a good year. Do you fire a coach after a good year? Whether they win a Super Bowl or not, they're going to have a good year because they have a good team. And on the flip side, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm not leaving Oklahoma to go to the NFL. Why would you? Why would you leave Oklahoma when you can recruit the best players, the players you want that fit into what you like, and then go to the NFL and hope to draft players that can be good players that can fit into what you like? And it's just much more stressful. You have a good thing at Oklahoma. You conceivably can coach at Oklahoma for the next 30 years. You don't have to uproot your family. You you can kind of put your roots down there in Norman and and literally go down as a legend of Oklahoma football. I, I don't see the point of – I think before college coaches wanted to come to the NFL because it's, quote, unquote, the best of the best – I don't know if that's the case anymore. If I'm, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm, I'm staying in Norman. Well, and he could go by his predecessor, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops had many offers to go to the NFL during his run at Oklahoma. He turned them all down. Ironically, of course, he's going to be coaching the XFL uh, coming up. Maybe he is missing coaching a little bit more than he originally thought. 
But I agree with you. I, I don't understand it. And again, the difference between, let's say, a young Lincoln Riley and a young Sean McVay is that McVay was brought up in the NFL. I mean, Lincoln Riley's never been a coach at any level in the National Football League, and they're very different sports. I mean, when I say sports, I mean sports. College football and NFL football are different, very different sports. Uh, and so we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. But right now, I would agree that if I were Oklahoma, this is what I would do. After this season, I would give him an eight-year, $80 million contract. That's what it's going to take. I would, see, I, would give him like a, this? I would give him an eight-year, $80 million contract. Believe me, the money he's bringing into this university, that's a bargain at $10 million a year. But when these things get leaked, like Albert Brewer has come out and said, mm -hmm. you don't know where it's coming from. It can be uh, quiet negotiations uh, when Leak and Riley's agent getting that out there to just drive up his price. And, and so when that type of stuff happens, when you have something that a lot of people want, being Leak and Riley and Oklahoma has them, you got to ante up. It's like you have a nice-looking girlfriend, man. If you ain't on your P's and Q's, everybody trying to get her. So you you better do what's right. You you don't understand, like, these salaries. So Nick Saban now is making uh, $7.5 million a year. That sounds like That's a lot of money. That's just what's reported. Right. That Well, believe me, that is just what's – and he's by far, obviously, the not, highest not state Not the vehicle you get, not the home you get. That doesn't equate into the value. But when you think about how much money – he generates for the University of Alabama. This is half of what he should be making. Seriously. Now, that's a lot of money, especially when you live in Tuscaloosa. Does he, does he and his wife live in Tuscaloosa? Um, they would have to. Subject, right? Um, it's an insane amount of money. But understand, in, in terms of how much money his football program is generating for that university, this is a cut rate. There's so much money going into these universities, the top-level universities, if you are one of those programs, like in Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, these these teams that are there every single year. I remember when Pete Carroll was at USC, what were they at, six, seven consecutive BCS bowl games? See how much money that is? So whatever money he was making was was really below market value for the actual money that was being generated uh, into the university. All right, uh, we, we got we're going to be going back and forth. We got some NFL news. We got some uh, uh, college football. We'll continue to update you on all these games out there. We're approaching halftime on some of these morning games. Biggest surprise right now: number eight Wisconsin, uh, just a seven-three lead over Northwestern. I desperately wanted to talk to you about what we saw in the Thursday night game between the Eagles and the Packers and the pass interference. We saw what was the perfect play design for this new challenge rule on pass interference. Hand of the face, clearly before the ball reaches the receiver, they review the play and say, nope, it's okay. And you watch it like, what's the point of reviewing the play if we can all see there's a hand of the face before the ball gets to the receiver, preventing the completion, and then you say, I don't see anything. I mean, what is the point of it, TJ? They honestly should just right now just drop the rule, the replay. I, I clearly was like, oh, that's pass interference. 100% that's pass interference. If that's not pass interference, <laughs> there should not be a challenge system in place to challenge pass interference, period. Because now it's, number one, it slows the game down. You take all this time 
and they show us a thousand replays, us being the viewers, where we say, oh, that's P.I. Oh, the play on the the play stands is called. Huh? We just seen every replay. What are you looking at? And so you waste five minutes, and then the majority of people that's watching it feels like it was pass interference. So it's like, what are you looking at, number one? And so I just believe the coaches, number one, they don't know. They don't know what's pass interference. It's slowing the game down. You're wasting timeouts. Just, just, just do away with it and say we made a mistake in the Saints game and we're trying to put a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound by implementing this rule. But I think it's making it worse because the coaches I, – I, I have no idea what's P.I. I have no idea. Well, we had another P.I. that was not overturned later in the game. Same situation same, where he yes. pulled his arm, clearly pulled the arm right as the ball was coming to the receiver, preventing the chant, the catch. Here, here was my thought. My thought was the NFL is saying this about this replay. Okay, we're watching it in slow motion. I mean, we're breaking it down frame by frame. And if you do that and you see a hand in the face or a hand pulling a hand right before the ball arrives, hey, it's pass interference. But in real time, in real speed, that's bang, bang. Like it's, 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 you, The eye cannot detect many times. But what did Al Riveron say when this rule was being implemented? I vividly remember them saying, the Stephon Gilmore grabbing the arm of Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl with the replay rule would be called pass interference. That play was less egregious than the plays this past Thursday night. For you to say that would be pass interference in the Super Bowl and these two plays aren't, I'm confused now. You complete because you said one thing, and and which I thought. That was a board. I didn't think that was P.I. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he grabbed his arm, but every DB does that when a ball's in there. You're, and that that's not a bad thing. But if that's P.I., then damn near everything is. And, and I think they've gone back. At least he's gone back on what he said. And I think that's, what's, that's the problem with the coaches. They don't know. Because you told us this early on. This would be pass interference. Oh, really? Okay. And now they're challenging – what they perceive to be a lot worse than that. Mm-hmm. And it's not. In an effort, and it's not just the pass interference rule. I'm talking about all these rules changes that they have made to make it more fair to get the call right. The difference between right and wrong. In essence, every single time the NFL has created more gray area. It's no longer black and white. Everything's gray. You've just expanded the gray zone to where, as you say, it was like the catch rule. It didn't make any sense. I mean, you had this thing, but he had to complete the catch all the way to the end, and you're like, whoa. I mean, the Des Bryant touchdown. That was a touchdown. Was a touchdown. Yes. It was not only a touchdown, it was a phenomenal touchdown. It was showcasing if you're the nfl what do you want to showcase you want to showcase there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notified and amex card member benefits at select events 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The athleticism, some of the greatest athletes on this planet. And when you saw Des Bryant reach out and score, and then you say, no, nope, that's an incomplete pass. I, it just, ah, uh, so frustrating. So frustrating for the NFL. Trying to improve the game, they're just making it a little more confusing, that's all. It really is unbelievable. All right, we're, we got some other NFL news we want to get to as well. Uh, guess who's back in the news? A.B.? Little uh, little wartime going on with old Baker Mayfield. We'll get to uh, that story from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios coming up next. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Here's a roll right on the five from Patterson. Run it he in. He can run it in. He yeah. turns up field at the five and he dives. Touchdown, Michigan. Shea Patterson from five yards out. That's Jim Brandstatter from Learfield IMG College, Michigan, all over Rutgers. They just started the second half. Michigan leading that game by a score of 24-0 as the Wolverines trying to rebound after that embarrassing loss on the road against Wisconsin. All right, so two of our favorite guys in the sense that they always find their way into social media, Baker Mayfield and Antonio Brown, Actually had a little head-to-head here. So let's let's review this, TJ. So Baker Mayfield was actually responding to a follower who was making a comparison to Mayfield's content to Antonio Brown's content, okay? And Mayfield responded by taking issue with any suggestion that he's anything like Antonio Brown, saying, you're right, this is what he put on Twitter, you're right. Let me call out my teammates and throw a fit about my helmet and then go freeze my feet off. So A.B. immediately responded, as he always does. He goes, 
Sorry-ass Chico, keep rolling right, you ain't done nothing in this league. The internet only plays you would ever talk to or about me. You know you get beat quick, slice you up some humble pie. Should have never been drafted before Lamar Jackson. What a big scam. All right, let's, uh, let's get beyond that. Let's talk about each one of these guys individually. Last week, Rex Ryan called Baker Mayfield overrated as hell. That was the uh, term that uh, Rex Ryan used on Baker Mayfield. What are you seeing year two from Baker Mayfield right now? I'm not going to take it that far and call him overrated. Now, if he's overrated, that means Rex Ryan, like many others, expectations of Baker Mayfield were extremely high. So if he is overrated, Rex, then you overrated him yourself. And so he's not playing well right now, and that, and that's okay. He's young. I think he's a good quarterback. Their expectations are so high, not just for Baker Mayfield, for their entire team. Everybody thought they would be a Super Bowl contender. They for sure would win the division. Um, and they're just not playing well. But when you look at their schedule, I'll be honest, I thought they would be 2-1. I didn't think they would beat the rounds, but I thought they would beat Tennessee and the Jets. And so they are not – where people expected them to be, and a lot of it falls on Baker because his completion percentage isn't there. He's missing guys that are open at times, and they're, they're just not playing well as a team. But to say he's overrated, which I don't agree, he's still a young quarterback that's learning. He hasn't started; he hasn't even started full season yet. Rex had to overrate him to say he's overrated, which I don't agree with. All right, well, time will tell on that. I agree with you on that. All right, Antonio Brown. Uh, we're going to have Amy Dash on. She is the Fox Sports Radio legal analyst. She's going to join us about a half an hour from now. Um, he wants his guaranteed money. <sighs> so he had guaranteed money from the Raiders. He had guaranteed money from the Patriots, none of which he saw. And he wants all of it. He wants $29 million from the Raiders. He wants $9 million from the Patriots because it was guaranteed money. He do wants you, his money. Maybe I'm tripping. <laughs> but do you remember when he left the Raiders? He said, mm -hmm. "It's not about the money." Mm -hmm. did, did, am I tripping? Did he not say that? Oh, even before he got to the Raiders, he never he said it's never about the. He has more money than he but could ever spend. It's always about the money, and it should be always about the money. And so I don't fault him for going after it. Just don't say it's not about the money because it always is. Now he has a case with with New England, the Raiders. When once you get suspended and they you you start to void the guarantees the the New England Patriots they signed them before the civil case came to light. Yep, they could have released them, kept them on the roster for the first game, played them in the second game. They're on the hook for his uh, guarantees. I would believe the Raiders. I, I don't see how the Raiders pay anything, but the New England they had an opportunity to negate those guarantees. They did not. I think they'll be on the hook for that. Well, again, a, a lot of it stems from the fact that he is not facing any current sanctions from the NFL. Now he can't be put on the commissioner's exempt list because he's not actually on a team. So I'm sure this is where he's saying, I, "I'm not facing any penalties from the NFL right now." When when did guarantee money not become guarantee money? Well, on the other side, a guy that can answer all that, Alex Marvez, will join us coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Early on, top-ranked teams in the nation are handling their business. That includes Oklahoma. Snap to Jalen Hurts. Play action. Looks right, wants to throw, looks back middle, flings it across the middle. CD caught it. Midfield breaks away. It's a race. 35 to the 30, to the 20. They're not going to get him. 10-5. Pater. Touchdown. 71-yard CD Lamb. Yeah, they're making it look real easy right now. Ball game is on Fox. They're ready to begin the third quarter. Oklahoma leading 34-10 over Texas Tech. They just started the third quarter. Wisconsin, Badgers leading 7-3 over Northwestern. Ballgame's all but over, but number 14, Iowa leading Middle Tennessee 24-0 in the third. Texas A&M and Arkansas have begun their third quarter affairs. Aggies up by four right now on the road, 21-17. Kansas is getting blasted at TCU. Ballgame's on FS1, 38-0. I'm David Gascon. We are Oh, yeah, rolling along on another big college football Saturday. It is Hartman and Hushmanzada. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% of our car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Halftime in that Oklahoma-Texas Tech game. 34-10 Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts. 12, care, uh, 12 of 16 passing for 308 yards, two touchdowns. Eight carries for 60 yards and one touchdown. That's 368 yards total offense in a half. Wow. Uh, for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, Alex Marva is going to be joining us here shortly. Uh, is he ready to go? Oh, he's going to be joining us here. Um, we got a lot of NFL news we're going to get to. He's also very uh, nervous about Florida uh, taking on Towson State. I thought we'd gotten past some of those games, right? Aren't we into conference schedules and everything else? And I don't know. You would think so. That, that uh, apparently is not going to happen. Hey, uh, before we get to uh, Alex here, uh, we're both Pac-12 guys. You're Oregon State. I'm UCLA. 
No undefeated teams left already uh, in the Pac-12. Are we assured once again that the Pac-12 will be watching the playoffs from home? A hundred percent. That's not even 98, a hundred percent. No chance. Oregon, Washington were the best chances the Pac-12 had. Mm -hmm. They have both lost. Um, The conference isn't strong enough for them to say one of those teams to win the conference and get in. No chance. Well, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on because joining us right now, he, of course, Sirius XM NFL insider, Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. I like to call him the ultimate NFL insider. Great Alex Marvez. And Alex, I know it's it's hard for you to focus right now with the uh, Florida game coming up against Towson State. Yes, no, indeed. And I'm here in the parking lot, uh, you know, getting the tailgate ready for uh, the group that I'm with. And, uh, yeah, it is. Towson, yeah. Why do we schedule this game? Why do teams do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, like, come on, man. Life is short. You know what I mean? Life is short for these college players. You schedule games like this, and, and I get it. We're helping out a school in terms of, you know, paying them some money that they're not going to get if they play in conference and all that. But come on, man. I mean, this is a uh, bit of Florida football, so I am here. How is Mr. Husmanada doing? The president of the Eli Manning fan club. Oh, man, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I wouldn't take it that far. I just giving an honest opinion, not trying to be too critical, just being authentic, Alex. That's what you're here for. That's why they're paying you the big bucks at Fox Sports Radio. That's <laughs> yeah. what we do. And trust me, Steve Hartman never holds back. Uh, no, I never do. In fact, uh, this story really caught my eye today about the NFL and NFL Referees Association announcing that they have a new seven-year labor deal. And from what I gather from this agreement, it essentially says – that it's going to be easier to fire officials than ever before. And in light of, again, what happened on Thursday night where two obvious pass interference calls were not overturned, it just seems like the officiating this league gets worse and worse. We see more flags than ever before. So give us a little more insight on what this deal, this new agreement is all about between the NFL and the referees. Well, you nailed it. I mean, the big thing is, you know, look, there were some protections on officials because nobody's perfect, right? But the problem is that there's also a perception issue, like you're talking about, where people believe the league officiating isn't very good. I mean, they're slant, they're wham-bam plays. I, that's all I can tell you. And I'm not trying to make excuses for these guys. I don't understand how the replay is working with pass interference. So far, it may end up – it's on a one-year experimental basis, by the way. And like a lot of things, look, the league is going to adjust as time goes on. If they see that they're not getting the right clear, you know, clear and obvious for the overturning of the pass interference, they're going to stress it, just like they told officials, stop calling the holds. You notice how much holding dropped this past year. But when it comes to the labor agreement, the NFL, I mean, look, they're trying to lock people up, I think, before they come into a lot of cash. It's the same thing goes with the Players Association. They realize their TV deal is coming up. They've got, you know, the NFL Sunday ticket. That deal is coming up. Uh, You know, these are big cash things, plus a legalized gambling partner. They're trying to go ahead and lock people in at good rates now because they know how much they're going to be making more as a league in the future. With talk being on officiating, Thus far, pretty much every Monday and every Friday after the Sunday and uh, Thursday night games, do do you see the NFL trying to make a play to bring Dean Blandino back considering people are just disappointed in Al Riveron and a lot of his decisions that he's making when we as fans see one thing and he turns around and does another? Yeah, I mean, listen, I know that's a, a Mike Florio thing that he throws out there for page hits, and, and that's fine. Uh, you know, the, the reality is, though, first, they like what Al Riveron internally is doing. It's a very difficult job. By the way, Dean Blandino, he's living a good life. 
and, and so much of that was the NFL doesn't, it's not the best paying position. Why are guys leaving? Think about this. Why are guys, the top officials, leaving for television jobs? Think about that, right? I mean, that's another issue. With I mean, the it's NFL. a big decision. Just, just pay them. Pay them. It's, a, it's, it's not I like know. it's just a run-of-the-mill job and a responsibility that comes with it. Just pay them. I know. You know, and I think that they've made some of the rules so difficult. But, you know, look, I grew up, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I grew up at a time that instant replay wasn't as prevalent. We didn't, you know, you just sort of accept it. You know, the, the referees aren't perfect. I'm not saying that it was right, and I understand the technology has changed, but there's only, you know what I'm saying, not every game is going to be perfect. And, you know, again, we blow things up. But in a 60-minute game, you know, I know calls are important. There's a lot of things that go on in a 60-minute game that the teams themselves control, not the officials. All right, Alex. Now, oh, by the way, 48, you're just a kid. Holy moly. You're just a, you're a young guy compared to the, to the old geezers like me. All right, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the collective bargaining agreement. Now that the uh, referees deal uh, apparently is in place, uh, there's all this word that they want to get this collective bargaining agreement done by the end of this season, even though it's not going to expire in a couple of years. And we hear about the 17-game schedule with a complete wipeout of the preseason. So what are we looking at? Is that 17 games over 19 weeks, a couple of bye weeks? What is the proposal here, and is there any way in the world that it would be agreed upon by the Players Association? A couple things about that. My understanding is 19 weeks. The season expands. It's not obviously not going to start uh, you know, after Labor Day. They would have to start before. But you know, maybe that isn't a big deal anymore. Maybe because it's the NFL, there are going to be a ton of eyeballs tuned in anyway, and it's such a valuable property the networks that, you know, you want to be able to pitch this come the next labor agreement. The thing is, who's making the decisions in the NFL Players Association? Last time they agreed to a 10-year labor contract with no out. All the guys that were part of that negotiation for 10 years, they were long retired. Most of them are gone. I'm one of them. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, maybe this generation of players has other things that they want. Hey, by the way, if you're an NFL player, who cares if they abolish the preseason or not? If you're any good, you're not playing anyway. I mean, in fact, I would argue that the way the preseason has gone, and considering we don't have a developmental league, it's actually worked out in the NFL's favor in that younger players are able to get real-life game reps, and you're able to develop talent. How else are you going to do it? You can't. So if you're a veteran player and you're part of the NFLPA hierarchy, who cares if they have all the preseason? Because, again, you're only getting nominal snaps over a long period of time in the preseason. Now, just just from, one, being a player, two, being in those meetings, as you, as you just spoke of, if they were to eliminate preseason games, it number one, this bodes well for the veteran players because they know yep. how to play. They don't have to prove anything. The young guys, you don't get a chance to prove yourself in a regular season. These games count. This is for real. And so that will help that will hurt the development of the younger player. You're not proving yourself in a game that matters. And so practice is paramount. You race the preseason games. Now do you increase the contact in a way that you can practice because that's the only way that you can prove yourself and or get better as a team. So what gives? I don't see this working. Right, neither do I. I mean, preseason games are so valuable. And, and TJ, look, teams are trying to reduce contact, as you know. I mean, look, one of the things we don't talk about this year, we eliminated like the bull in the ring, the Oklahoma drill, certain types of, of physical type drills that in real life happen in real life football. You know what I mean? I mean, they're realistic. You've got to win one-on-one matchups. That's just how it is sometimes. So that being said, you're right. How do they replace real-life game you know, situations without beating themselves up in practice? 
That's why preseason games are important. It's not great for fans. How about the NFL does this simply and say, we'll keep playing preseason games, but we're not going to charge you the same amount for a ticket. And we're going to stress what it is, a preseason game, and give the fans a break. But it's the almighty dollar. Let's not forget that the NFL is an entertainment (laughs) business. It's not a charity. Uh, Are overzealous Giant fans overstating it that Daniel Jones is already the greatest quarterback in Giants history? Since Norm Van Brocklin, absolutely. Um, (laughs) You know, know, so the thing about it is, though, the the narrative is totally different if Matt Gay can kick a 34-yard field goal, right? Right. And how how amazing is it that Tampa Bay has missed more field goals in the NFL since 2015 than any other team? They're, they have a 73% field goal percentage. And, and that's an organization that's been using premium draft picks on kickers. I know. What a, what a disaster, right? The curse of Matt Bryant. He left them, they let him walk in like 2009 to Atlanta and they haven't been right ever since. But, you know, but again, Daniel Jones did a great job against a, a very, you know, the Bucks. I'm not sure about their approach in this game. They decided to play a lot of guys in coverage rather than blitz, and it clearly didn't work. They, there were no adjustments made. But Daniel Jones' mobility is something now the teams have to account for. They didn't have to worry about this before with Eli Manning. They have to worry about it now with Daniel Jones, and it just opens things so much further up because you can't just count on a four-man rush affecting the quarterback. You're going to have to blitz this guy because he's got some wheels. Now, re- re- speaking of Jan- Daniel Jones again, re- regardless if they would have won or lost, he he was impressive. Yeah, the Bucks should have won. The kicker, you should make that kick with your eyes closed. They lose that game. He still had an impressive game. It's what you said. They're going to have to blitz him. They don't have the threat on outside. They don't have Saquon Barkley back there. You have to put the game on his shoulders, and this is actually a great thing for him that Saquon Barkley's out. He can play five, six games where he can really carry the loaded offense or at least see if he can carry the loaded offense. So with that being said, he was booed when he was drafted. Everybody gave Gettleman and Shermer a hard time, and all along – they knew they had the right guy. And so do you see him continue to play at this level? Uh, seems like every rookie quarterback or young quarterback that comes in a game now, they're, they're, they're doing well. No, you're right. And listen, I, I see him at least for this next week doing it because it's the Washington Redskins. And this is a team in complete free fall. Report out there that Jay Gruden may get fired if they don't win this game. I mean, you know, they're beat up. And Josh Norman is a shell of what he once was. You're right about the, the limited weapons that Daniel Jones has, but, you know, Darius Grayson, the fifth-round pick from Auburn, he really stepped up last week. And don't forget, one of my favorites, and I would hope one of yours, one Golden Tate, will be back in the lineup. Oh, he's coming back. Yeah, off of his PED suspension, so that's a huge boost for this team, and we'll see how long Saquon's out. Wayne Gallman, it's your world. I still think they're going to need some semblance of a running game, but obviously Gallman, not a weapon in the passing game, I fake one was. All right, Alex, uh, you shouldn't be able to sweat it, although Towson 3-1, their only loss in overtime last week to that perennial football power, Villanova. Uh, they Boy. Held, yeah, yeah. So, uh, hang in there, yeah. okay? Uh, have a great day, Alex. Uh, enjoy the game out there. Thank you so much, gentlemen. We'll do it again next week. That Take is care, uh, Alex Marvez joining us there again. Sirius XM NFL Insider, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. We're also going to give a, be joined by Amy Dash. She is our Fox Sports Radio legal analyst as Antonio Brown apparently wants all his money. He wants all the money from the Raiders. He wants all the money from New England. He said it was guaranteed money. Where is my money? Oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts. First pass of the second half, 65-yard <laughs> touchdown to CD. Uh, yeah, that uh, – he, 400. It's, he's, it's, 
13 of 17 for 373 yards. They need to pull them now. Do just, just pull them. They're up 31. Just pull them. Yeah. Sit them down. But hey, they want to go <laughs> three for three with the Heisman's down there. In By Norman. the way, did you see C.D. Lamb just sort of shove that uh, yeah. defender down? Like, see you later. Yeah. He's good. Oof. Oh man, Oklahoma putting on a show once again. So we're going to be joined. Uh, Amy Dash. Amy Dash. She uh, is moving back to 11:30 Pacific. 2.30 Eastern, but I'll, she will be joining us with all the latest and why he will get that that bonus. Then you know what we're going to do? We're going to move our Heisman update to the next slot. Wow. This is the versatility we have on this show. Who are atop the Heisman race? We just heard one name. Who else is there? We're going to tell you coming up next. Youngin Gado. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Sorry about that. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Whaley's in it. Tailback. Hicks. Gives it to Devois. Bursts outside at the five. Touchdown, Arkansas. Devois Whaley with the score. That's Chris Barrett from Learfield IMG College. And right now, Arkansas, surprising, number 23, Texas A&M. 24-21, seven minutes to go in the third quarter there. All right, it's that time. It's the Heisman Update. 10-5, touchdown. Heisman Update. It's not something I talk about a lot, but... DJ, I have a Heisman book. I didn't know that. Yeah. And because of that, I like to uh, update 
everyone out there where we stand or I stand on the Heisman. And then, of course, TJ will either agree or disagree with where I currently stand. One, two, three in the Heisman. The reason I don't go four, five, because there's only three spots on my Heisman ballot. There's only been three spots ever on a Heisman ballot. So that's why I go one, two, three. So here is my current number three. Burrow taking some time, waiting on the shotgun snap. Here it comes. Looking, the slant, McMath has it in the end zone. Touchdown, touchdown, Tigers. Joe Burrow, oh, by the way, that's uh, Toby Rowland there from Learfield IMG College. Excuse me, that's Chris Blair for the LSU Radio Sports Network. Joe Burrow right now, to the first four games, TJ, is completing 80.6% of his passes with 17 touchdowns and two picks. Lights out. 80 0.6% of his passes. That's good. Here's my number two. First and 10 from the 18. Play action again. To a looks. Judy wide open. Near side. Touchdown, Alabama. That, of course, is the legendary Eli Gold from Learfield IMG College. Tua Tungavailoa. He has completed 77.7% of his passes. 17 touchdowns. Zero picks for Tua Tonga by Low. It's tough. The, these are pretty impressive numbers. However, they're not as good as this guy. Hurts back to pass, looks his way, lobs it for CD in the end zone, caught it. Touchdown! A dime from Hurts to Lamb. That actually is from today, by the way. That is uh, Toby Rowland from Learfield IMG College. So going into today, Jalen Hurts completing 80.3% of his passes, nine touchdowns, no picks. And, and oh, by the way, he's already had two games this year where he has rushed for over 150 yards. He's top 10 in the nation in rushing while leading the nation in passing efficiency, Jalen Hurts uh, is is really good right now. Uh, let's see if they pulled him from the game. Uh, by the way, uh, he is now 15 of 20, 397. He threw an interception. The hell happened here? Three, 15 of 20, 397 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, nine carries, 70 yards and a touchdown. So he has thrown his first interception of the year. So apparently Texas Tech trying to mount a comeback, trailing 41-13 to 13 right now inside eight minutes to go in the third quarter. So when we talk about those three guys at the top of the Heisman board, uh, there's other guys that are having really good years, but it's sort of hard to crack the top three when those guys are putting up those kind of numbers. Yeah. Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. y- your boy Taylor, running back from Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. I really wanted to put him out. He had over 200 yards rushing against Michigan. The guy's on his pace for about 30 touchdowns this he year. He's getting shut down right now by Northwestern, mm-hmm. but it's tough. Those guys are having great years, and, and so I don't know what Lincoln Riley is up there doing in Oklahoma, but every quarterback he has, if they don't win the Heisman, they're going to be in contention, <laughs> and they're going to throw for a lot of yards. Well, two years ago, Baker Mayfield set a single-season record for passing efficiency. Then Kyler Murray broke that record last year, and right now Jalen Hurts is destroying that record uh, so far this year. So it just gets better, better, better uh, for the Oklahoma quarterback. Can you imagine right now, again, these are all transfer quarterbacks. I mean, if I if I have a five-star quarterback right now, would I want 
And 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 the thing we've talked about, TJ, is that Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts have very different skill sets, and yet he has been able to put together an offensive scheme to highlight what it is each one of these guys does best. That's that's called coaching. <laughs> that's what coaches do. They don't make you fit into them and what they want. They tailor their offense around you. And the crazy thing is when Jalen Hurts is gone, it's a freshman up there by the name of Spencer Rat. He's gonna he's gonna take over, mm-hmm. and he's gonna do the same thing that they're doing, and everybody's gonna say, "Oh my God, what is going on?" This guy's a red shirt freshman, and he's pretty much gonna dominate the game the way they are. Um, great player, but the coaching plays a huge part of it. It is crazy what some of these quarterbacks have been doing uh, in in the college football scene. I mean, when you look at uh, Hertz, Burrow, uh, Tungavailoa, how about Anthony Gordon last week? I, Washington State. I mean, he threw nine touchdown passes. The guy has twenty one touchdown passes already this year, completing seventy five percent of his passes. I mean, what are we even talking about? Seventy five, seventy eight percent, eighty percent of their passes. This is absurd. It's what we talked about last week. These kids, meaning in high school, they're doing so much seven-on-seven. They're understanding covers. They're understanding concepts and where to go with the ball so that when they get to college, they're a little ahead of where guys were when I was playing. It's just a different game. These kids come in um, mentally understanding football better than at any period of time just because at the youth level – they're throwing a the ball, and they're throwing a the ball a lot, and it's pretty much a year-round game now. I mean, let me give you some more of these numbers. I mean, of guys out there, just some of these quarterbacks. All right, going into today, Justin Fields, the uh, freshman quarterback for Ohio State, 69.5% completion, 13 touchdowns, no picks. Justin Herbert, remember we're all talking about him, top of the NFL draft. How about 74.4% completion, 14 touchdowns, zero picks. Sam Ellinger, Texas, 72.9%. 15 touchdowns, one pick. And these guys can't even get in the conversation for the Heisman. In any other year, these guys are running away with the Heisman Trophy. But the competition at the quarterback position right now, TJ, is just off the charts. They can get in the conversation if they play extremely well. Joe Burrow was an afterthought. He was. He forced his way in his name into that conversation by playing well and beating a really good team in Texas. And so they can get in it. It's going to be tough, but they just have to be lights out. It is a long season. That's why we go week to week. So that's uh, where we stand with a high school. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And, uh, oh, by the way, one quick reminder here. Uh, we have great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com, see how much you could save. Let's find out what's trending right now. David Gascon jumps back in. I mean, when I read these quarterback numbers this year, Gascon, yeah. just ridiculous numbers. Ridiculous. It's good. It's good for the game, right? You like that? Just uh, just uh, unstoppable quarterbacks? Complete. I mean, we're going to get to like 90% one of these days. But, I mean, don't you guys think – I mean, that's the way that college football is nowadays is you get a couple guys that can really expose a defense. It's almost like a point guard in college basketball where if you have a great point guard – they could dominate a game. Quarterbacks in college football right now mm-hmm. have wide open lanes to throw through, and there's not a lot of speed on the defensive side of the football. That's how this game is being played nowadays. It's unbelievable. I never am following college football as long as I have. <laughs> it's just, 
I still remember when, like, it was a novelty when a guy got 60%. Like, like whoa, 60% of his competitors. Just imagine if UCLA stuff. had a quarterback that can do that. Uh, did you see what he did against Washington State last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a team that can't run the football. Yeah, he's uh, actually put up some decent numbers thanks to one game. Anyways, guys, speaking of quarterbacks right now, Jalen Hurts is carving things up. 440 yards passing and three touchdowns. Oklahoma leads Texas Tech 41-13. to Ball game right now is on Fox. Wisconsin scored again. They lead Northwestern 14-3. Jonathan Taylor, 21 carries for 102 yards and also one score. Iowa big over Middle Tennessee, 34-3. That game's now into the fourth quarter. Michigan up by 38 over Rutgers. Shea Patterson has rebounded 17-23 for 276 in one score. And Texas A&M is in a dogfight right now. 23rd ranked team in the nation trailing at Arkansas, 24-21. Back to Steve Hartman, TJ Husmanzada in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, sorry about that. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, fellas, back to you. All right, thank you very much, David. Uh, once again, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance. Uh, all you have to do is call 1-800-947-AUTO. All right, joining us right now, uh, she is our Fox Sports Radio legal analyst. She is a person that can answer any of our legal questions. Amy Dash is joining us once again. Amy, the reason we jumped in with you right now is that we have got to find out from you if Antonio Brown has any legal recourse to collect all the so-called guaranteed money that was laid down first by the Raiders and then by the Patriots, because apparently he's definitely going to go after it. Yeah, he's going after it, according to his legal team, as early as next week. They're preparing. um, He's working with the NFLPA, who's going to represent him. And there's a little bit of a distinction, because people are saying, well, is is he going to get his guaranteed money? Well, there's a difference between his signing bonus, which was $9 million with the Patriots, which is considered earned upon signing, and the guaranteed money in the future. So his legal team is very, very confident that he's getting at least $9 million just by virtue of signing with the Patriots. Having worked for one week, $9 million, they think, is in the bag, and they think that because of the terms of the CBA. So what what, what do you make of... Is it is it because, number one, when they signed him, they had no idea about the civil lawsuit. They kept him on a roster for the Dolphin game, even though he wasn't allowed to play. Or no, they played him in a Dolphin game, kept him on a roster for the first game. Is, is it because he was on a roster when they could have released him prior to him playing, or he would have received this money regardless? He would have received it regardless, because basically everybody's making a big deal and saying, well, the Patriots, in their contract, specifically put a clause in, which is true, that says that they can cut him if he does anything to publicly undermine the respect for the team. So with the lawsuit or the text messages that he allegedly sent to the second accuser, all this noise, people are saying, well, yeah, any of that could have publicly undermined the respect for the team. But what people don't realize is that that clause in the Patriots contract is actually not allowed under the CBA. The CBA overrules that clause, and the CBA specifically says you cannot ever negotiate terms where earned money, such as a a signing bonus, is forfeited. 
There's no way to forfeit earned money under the CBA. Now, you, you, there are four, there are actually four ways, I'm sorry, there are four specific ways you can, but no other way besides those four ways. So the four ways which none of them apply is if he were to retire voluntarily, if he were to not show up to practice, if he were to be, not be able to play because he's incarcerated, or if he were not able to play because he had a non-football injury that was caused outside of the sport by something he did that he shouldn't have done. Now, if you look at those last two terms of being incarcerated and not able to play or causing a non-football injury, those are updated terms. So the old CBA didn't have that. The old CBA said you can't forfeit earned money just if you don't show up to play, but not if you're incarcerated or you get injured. Now, the reason those were put into the new CBA is because if you remember with Plexico Burris when he shot himself in the foot at the nightclub, well, the Giants released him, and he filed a grievance, and the arbitrator in that case means that he gets his million-dollar signing bonus because you can never forfeit earned money. So the NFL was so mad about that. I mean, John Miller at the time said, this is ridiculous. This guy can shoot himself in the foot, skip the whole rest of the season, and we still have to pay him a million bucks for signing. So the NFL went in, and the new CBA, they negotiated and put those two terms in that if you're incarcerated and you can't play, or if you hurt yourself outside of football and you can't play, you, you forfeit your, your earned money. But none of those apply to Antonio Brown. So again, now Antonio Brown would be totally entitled to his $9 million because none of those four conditions apply to his earned money. His million-dollar salary, he probably will have a really hard time getting that because that's future money. Right, but you- anything that's a bonus is earned upon signing. We're talking with the official, by the way, legal analyst for Fox Sports Radio, Amy Dash. In fact, when she got that uh, position among her many jobs that she has out there, uh, we broke it right here on this very show. All right, Amy, let's let's talk about the Raiders situation. So uh, apparently Antonio Brown not done with the Raiders. He is right working on a grievance against them to recoup some of the money lost by his release by the Raiders. So what are the circumstances uh, with him and the Raiders, where at one point when he signed, it, it was like a $30 million guarantee. He got $1 million up front. The other $29 million was based on guaranteed salaries for his first two years with the team. Obviously, he never actually suited up for the Raiders. What recourse does he have, if any, against the silver and black? So it's going to be the exact same thing, right? Because he's the guaranteed money, he's going to have to fight for that. And they may have a similar clause in that contract that says that he does, if he does some sort of improper conduct, he doesn't get his future money. And that's something they can definitely negotiate for, anything future. But if there was anything he was guaranteed when he signed, his signing bonus was already earned, or he was with the team for a certain amount of time and earned money in that time, his legal team thinks that that's just a slam dunk. And interestingly enough, his agent is Drew Rosenhaus, who was also, as I had mentioned, the Plaxico Burrs case. He was also uh, Plaxico's agent at the time. So he was very familiar with that ruling where Plaxico won his signing bonus and the NFL lost. So from what I'm hearing, this was intentionally, Antonio Brown's deal, at least with the Patriots, was intentionally structured that way. Because some people may wonder, why would he get $9 million on signing and agree to $1 million as a salary? It seems kind of backwards, right? You'd get the $1 million signing bonus and normally the $9 million over time. But I think Drew really pushed for that because he knew that if Antonio got in trouble, he he would get that $9 million no matter what. He knew what type of client he had and what he was working with. Wow. Yeah. So I think this was all strategically done and sort of 
the patch didn't catch on to it. And now they're going to try to fight to not have to pay him, but they may have to pay him $9 million bucks for a week. And same with the Raiders. Whatever he has earned, whatever he signs for, and earned upon signing or earned while he was with the team, he's going to get. Any future money, I don't even know if he'll be concerned with that because, you know, he's, he could get at least $9 million. So if he wants to fight for the extra million, I'm sure he will, but... He's probably not going to get that. Amy, thanks so much for the insight. Really giving us a, a little eye-opener on what is uh, ahead here. And Antonio Brown may end up with a lot more money than people think he deserves, having played exactly one game so far this year in the NFL. Amy, thanks so much. Thank you. All right, so that's our official legal analyst for Fox Sports Radio, Amy Dash. By the way, TJ, the report was out of New England that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick wanted to keep Antonio Brown, that this was a Bob Kraft decision only to dump him immediately. Now, I know he's paying all the bills, but uh, i tell you one thing. If they released him and they're on the hook for that $9 million, uh, Bob Kraft's got egg all over his face. Sometimes when you swing for the fences, it doesn't go over all the time. And they were swinging for the fences with this signing. Uh 100% he can help him on the field. I'm sure no nobody foresaw, no, nobody could guess and say, oh, he's has this case coming. It just didn't work out. Um, it would have worked out had he just stayed off of social media, put the phone away, focused on the season. Um, he couldn't do it. Hopefully uh, it's a lesson learned, but we thought in Oakland it was a lesson learned. You thought getting released – by the Patriots was a lesson learned, and he's back at it with Eric Weddle, Baker Mayfield, and so hopefully this is a lesson learned, and he can say, okay, I want to play football. I only have X amount of years left. I don't even know if a team will sign him. Um, he can still play. But, yeah, he he's there's been one hell of a ride for him these last few months. Well, the, you remember the retirement talk we were talking about? That that uh, quickly evaporated. He did re-enroll at Central Michigan, apparently, to get his degree, which is great. I think that's great for any guy to go back to school online and get your degree. But at the same time, I don't know what team's going to sign him right Reality now. Certainly not. sets in, it, man. It, 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 I kept thinking with New England it will change. It didn't change. By the way, Texas A&M has taken back the lead from Arkansas. This has been the one game so far this year that has been going back and forth. Uh, Wisconsin, remember, was only up 7-3 at halftime against Northwestern. They've extended that lead to 17-3. to Michigan, who is trying to make amends for what happened last week at Wisconsin, a 45-0. Uh, Sam, how are your... Iowa Hawkeyes doing against uh, mighty Middle Tennessee today. How are they doing? They're they're rolling. They're yeah, rolling. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. Their offense is is doing it, and mm-hmm. I'm surprised. They were looking good. How did you get Middle Tennessee on the uh, schedule? That's what I want to know. Uh, they paid him a million five. Mm-hmm. Um, and up next for Iowa, they're taking care- Michigan's taking care of Rutgers. So Michigan and Iowa play next. Uh, by the way, Oklahoma scored another touchdown, but it had nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. Why are they yeah. still playing him? I don't know. Uh, he's right now just updating 17 or 24, 415 yards, three touchdowns. He slowed down, huh? <laughs> uh, nine carries, 70 yards, and one touchdown. So he's at 485 total yards. Still 330 to go in the third quarter there. By the way, you want to hear, of all the stats that Jalen Hurts has this year, one of the most outrageous is that he is averaging right now over 16 yards an attempt. Not completion. He is averaging over 16 yards and attempt. To put that number in, in perspective, normally like the NFL leader in that category is at like eight. 
Like eight, like if you have eight yards per attempt, that's a really big number in the NFL. He has doubled that so far this year at Oklahoma. Crazy. Crazy is right. All right. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. On the other side, we're going to get to uh, some of the other big games coming up today and this very busy college football Saturday coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Tight formation. Oz is the lone wide receiver on the left side. Kellen over the middle, back in the end zone. Courtney Davis, touchdown, Aggies! Q second. Aggies regain the lead, 27-24. Andrew Monaco from Learfield IMG College. Texas A&M regaining the lead against Arkansas. 28-24 Aggies right now. 11.23 to go in a regulation. So there you go. We'll keep our eye on AM on the road against Arkansas. There are only two games today in which we have battle of top 20 teams, and that would be Notre Dame, ranked number 10, hosting number 18, Virginia. Virginia undefeated 4-0. Notre Dame, of course, losing to Georgia. The other game is the one I want to get into a little bit here. It's coming up. Uh, in fact, it will kick off a little less, about 40 minutes from now. Uh, as Washington will host USC, both teams are sitting at 3-1. and one. Uh, USC getting a big win uh, against Utah 
Uh, last week, Utah came into that game ranked 10th in the country. Of course, Washington lost earlier this year to Cal. Since then, uh, the Huskies have been uh, rolling it up. Last two games, 52-20 over Hawaii, 45-19 uh, uh, against BYU. So USC is on their third starting quarterback. Fink is going to start again today. Uh, and all the quarterbacks, by the way, have played well. All of them have played well. All have completed. They've had three different starting quarterbacks, TJ. All of them have completed at least 70% of their passes. So USC is at Washington and at Notre Dame over the next couple of weeks. And the question is, is there anything that Clay Helton can do to actually save his job? Yeah. Win. But he's not. And so that that's the hard part. He's fighting an uphill battle. You're going down to Seattle to play a Washington team that's a really good team. It's loud. It's going to be pretty chilly out there. It, that's tough sledding. And, and then you have to play from the way they played last weekend, a top seven team in Notre Dame. It looks to be they're going to lose two in a row. All right. I just want to clarify, though, SE is off next week. They have a bye week before the Notre Dame game, but it is at Notre Dame. So, so again, is it even worse that you have a bye week and then you still lose to Notre Dame? <laughs> I, I feel I, I feel a little symphony, symphony, uh, symphony, uh, symphony uh, sympathy uh, for Clay Helton because, again, this last game against Utah was an impressive win. It really was. I mean, Utah, in, in a lot of respects, dominated the game, a lot of statistics and everything else, but SC just found a way. And what that tells me is you still have a, a group of players playing hard for Clay Helton. There's, there's no tank job here. It just seems like from the get-go, especially with Urban Meyer sitting over there in the Fox studios, that everyone just assumes that SC will come up with a big cash and hire Urban Meyer. And you've said, tell everybody, if Urban Meyer becomes the head football coach at USC, what's going to happen? They're going to be Alabama West Coast. They're going to be Ohio State Midwest. They're going to win. Two years? How long would it take? Because they have talent, obviously. It, it probably will take, I mean, you, ha you have talent, but they have to be groomed. They have to be taught the game from a mental perspective. Um, so you, you would assume it's going to take a couple years just for him to install mentally what he wants. Um. But Urban Meyer, he, everywhere he goes, he wins. Simple as that. It's interesting about the Pac-12 because they're not in the national conversation at the moment and haven't been for a couple of years. But there's some really good coaches in the Pac-12. I mean, they got some big-name coaches. I Who's mean, head of the class, would you say? I know I think, who I would say immediately. I would say Chris Peterson is at the head of the class. I would probably say Shaw and then Peterson. Yeah. I mean, they've been Those the dominant two. forces, right? David yes. Shaw, Chris Peterson. I mean, you, you bring in a Chip Kelly and you hope things are going to go well. I'm, I'm not counting out UCLA yet, okay? That's not counting true, out UCLA That's true yet. alumni talk right, right there. Right now, true. they're undefeated in conference play, okay? I'm just, I'm just reminding you of that, all right? Undefeated in conference play. Give him a couple more years, all right? He's not going anywhere, Chip Kelly, okay? He's not. They gave him a five-year deal. There's no one's going to cut a check for $9 million to buy him out of that deal. It's just not going to happen. So he's got a young team. He likes to say that. There's a young team. But if you bring in an Urban Meyer into the Pac-12, it changes the whole dynamic of the conference. It makes everybody start to recruit better. It makes everybody have to start developing these kids because he's proven 
he's going to do that. All right, we have a lot of college games we're watching. Again, the one game that's tight early on is AM hanging on against Arkansas on the road. We'll continue to preview some of the other games that are coming up later on. And we take a look ahead to tomorrow in the NFL, including a couple of games where we have battles of unbeaten. Which one of those teams may be a little over their head? You're going to find out coming up next. Uh, Jalen Hurts is done for the day, and that's a good thing for Oklahoma. Snap to Jalen Hurts. Play action. Looks right, wants to throw, looks back middle, flings it across the middle. CD caught it. Midfield breaks away. It's a race. 35 to the 30, to the 20. They're not going to get him. 10-5. Pater. Touchdown. 71-yard CD Lamb. Lighten people up. CD Lamb, Jalen Hurts, done for the day, 17-24. Oh, for just a 415-yard passing performance, three TDs. Through the air, one on the ground, nine carries for 70 yards. Oklahoma on Fox leading Texas Tech 48-16. to Other scores in college football and a bunch of blowouts, too. Number eight, Wisconsin dispatching Northwestern 24-9. Iowa 41, beating up on Middle Tennessee. They just got three. Michigan 52 nothing over Rutgers. I'm David Gascon. We Rolling on again on this big Saturday, Hartman and Hushman Zada. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% of our car insurance at Geico. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. The Arkansas Razorbacks got a field goal, so they have cut the lead 28-27 now. Texas A&M, we are inside six minutes to go in that game. Wisconsin leading 24-9 over Northwestern. No problem there. Uh, most of the games so far today have been uh, pretty one-sided. Uh, so we'll uh, get to the set for some of the games a little bit later on this afternoon. I want to get to some NFL news. Uh, we got a couple of games coming up this weekend. Battle of Unbeatens we'll get to. One of them is the Kansas City-Detroit game. So the Chiefs are 3-0. and Detroit is 2-0-1. Undefeated. Undefeated team right now. We'll get to that game. But before we even get there, I want to go back to the uh, Patrick Mahomes slash Troy Aikman exchange. Now, this happened when a stat was posted by The Athletic. So they're just posting a stat. And the stat was Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. And Troy saw this and then tweeted, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Wow. All right. Let me let me start this by saying, one, I have great respect for Troy Aikman as a broadcaster. He's a fellow Bruin, so you know where I stand on Aikman there. But my problem with that wasn't so much that it might have been a shot at Mahomes, but when he says, talk to me when he has... 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Here's what I say about any kind of championship in a team sport. It's a team achievement. I've said this about Kobe Bryant. When Kobe Bryant says, well, I've won five NBA titles. No, you've been part of five NBA championship teams. You've been a key guy, the best guy. But when you talk about a title, in a team sport, that's a team achievement. It's not an individual achievement. So I, 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 that's the way I feel about that, TJ. Anytime I hear, well, he won this or he won that, he won these titles. No, 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 no. 
he was part of a team that won those titles. Do you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, it's true. It's when you play football's ultimate team sport because it's eleven guys, right? And so basketball, you have five guys. You you can impact the game a little more one player. Um, football is such a team game because the amount of guys on the field at one time that need to work together, that need to be on the same page. And in football as well is where you get drafted to um, plays a huge part in how your career ends up playing out because you're going to be there a long time. If you get drafted to a dysfunctional organization, you're you're going to have a dysfunctional career for the most part as far as being seen on that level and winning Super Bowls and you get drafted to a stable organization and then you have an opportunity to have careers like Trey Aikman, Tom Brady, and so forth and so on. And so it's ultimate team game. It's too many guys on the field that you have to rely on. We all have to be – if we're going to be wrong, let's all 11 be wrong. Um, and so that that's what makes football the type of game that it is where you say it's a we thing because we rely on each other to succeed. Would Troy Aikman have won three Super Bowl titles without Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, and the best offensive line in the league at the time? No. When he broke into the league, he was part of a 1-15 Dallas team. That was a bad team. They added the pieces that became a championship team, and he was the quarterback of those championship teams. Now, he has backtracked. He is, uh, he got a lot of heat about that one, TJ. And here's what he said about Mahomes since then. He goes, look, he's been phenomenal. Great kid. Love everything about him. I just don't like when we start trying to look at numbers and saying, this is why this guy's greater than this particular player, this former player, whatever it is. It just doesn't make any sense. It's very hard in football especially to compare players based on numbers. It, it just is. You know, I to me, when you're judging a player's career, you know, whether they're in the Hall of Fame conversation, I put it in context of it being the ultimate team sport, as you say, TJ, you know, how, I mean, to me, it's almost the eyeball test, right? Now, the one thing at Aikman's favor, I always said, is look at his postseason numbers. His postseason numbers were better than his regular season numbers. That's that's a big sign. Kurt Warner was the same way as a quarterback. His postseason numbers were significantly better than their regular season numbers. I think that counts for something, right? Biggest games? Are you showing up? Are you making big plays? Those are two examples of guys like that. But when you look at a Patrick Mahomes, I mean, TJ, we're, we're talking about rarefied air at talent. I mean, Patrick, I, I mean, he has a chance, Steve. Like, let's just be honest. Um, whether that offended Troy Aikman or not, I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes was an unintended target. I, I, I don't believe he he was trying to really attack Mahomes. He was more so defending himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're seeing out of Patrick Mahomes, it's unprecedented. Lucky for Patrick Mahomes, he has the type of talent he has, and he goes to Andy Reid. And, and so Andy Reid is one of the best offensive minds the NFL has ever seen. If he can stay on this trajectory and this climb that he's on, at worst, he has a chance to be one of the top five quarterbacks to ever play and possibly the best quarterback to ever play the game. He's playing at such a young age, the quarterback position like we've never seen before. Never. Never, ever seen before. And this is second year as a starter. What do you think he's going to look like in six, seven years with Andy Reid in the same system knows it inside out, like it's going to be scary. You look at Patrick Mahomes and think, the he loses Tyreek Hill. 
So he loses his number one receiver. It don't matter. All of a sudden, we're hearing Handman. We're hearing Robinson, right? I know, because I got Sammy Watkins. Har- Miko as Hardman. My, Miko Hardman, Sammy Hardman, Watkins. Had, I mean, yeah. but I have Watkins on my fantasy team. He had the three touchdowns the first game. I thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rake in big numbers. No. They start doubling up on him. All of a sudden, the Robinson kid, Hardman guys, all these guys are, again, through the first three games, Patrick Mahomes this year has 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's completing 72% of his passes. He leads the league in touchdown and yards, touchdowns. His passer rating is, of course, off the charts, 134.9 through three games. He's averaging 398 yards passing per game. So we are witnessing Second year as a starter. Like, second year as a starter. He's getting better every week. In fact, watching that game, I, I know you watch, obviously we are watching that Chiefs-Ravens game. And I, I'm going to give Lamar Jackson a lot of credit because early in that game, he was struggling, really struggling throwing the football. But he never gave up, man. He never gave up. And he already, I can tell you this about Lamar Jackson. The great thing about Lamar Jackson is, is that versatility. Because if he can't get it done with his arm, he'll get it done with his legs. He'll just find ways to make plays out there. But every time the Ravens, you know, suddenly got maybe within striking distance, Mahomes just go right down the field score. You you almost get a sense that they can score seemingly anytime they want. He certainly has that mentality. The crazy thing is when you say that, they did that against the Baltimore Ravens, who for the last 20 years, since Ray Lewis, since 2000, have been stout defensively. Every year, they've been a top 10, 15 type of defense in NFL. And so he's not just doing it on the worst defenses in the league. He's putting up points. You, you look at the New England Patriots and what they do in the playoffs. And then you look at what Patrick Mahomes did to him one quarter last year in the playoffs. Nobody does Bill Belichick like that, and he was able to do that. And so having Andy Reid helps, but you have to have the players out there executing it. And right now, like I said earlier, he's on the way, and he has an opportunity to be the best quarterback to ever play. Now, don't dismiss these Lions. I mean, their last two games, they beat the Chargers at home, you can say, well, the Chargers self-destructed. Look, there's no style points in the NFL, okay? <laughs> it's a bottom-line game. W, loss, simple. They beat the Chargers at home, and then they go to Philadelphia and win. And then four days later, the Eagles go on the road to Green Bay and get a victory. So some people say, well, the Eagles may not be that good. Good enough to beat Green Bay on a very short week at Green Bay. So the Eagles look like they're pretty good. So when you look at the Lions right now, what kind of things – and Matt Patricia, longtime defensive coordinator with the uh, Patriots, I know that Belichick technically was, but he learned under Belichick. What kind of things can he maybe throw down at Mahomes, not to stop him, but at least give him something different to look at? With, with uh, Kansas City, I, Detroit is a good defensive team, and Matt Patricia being under Belichick as long as he has, um, obviously he's learned. But you, you to slow down Kansas City, it's simple. But it's hard to do. You have to eliminate the big play. If you can eliminate the big play, um, 
Ball's completed. Make the tackle. Don't let him get over the top. Miko Hartman is, is good. Having Tyreek Hill on the sideline, it helps Detroit and it hurts Kansas City because I don't care who you have out there. They're not Tyreek Hill. He, they're not that explosive. They're not as shifty as he is. At He's short, but he's a thick dude. And so eliminate the big plays. Ball's completed. Make the tackle. Don't let him get behind you. You know, stay over the top of the receivers. But it's a lot easier said than done when Mahomes can drop back and throw the ball 70 yards. It's a lot harder than you think. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. A&M added a field goal. So it is 31-27. Texas A&M leading Arkansas right now with a couple of minutes to go. They are looking at a – oh, wow. that's Is that offensive interference? What would you say? They were hand-fighting. The receiver was trying to push the DB. Well, the it DB, turned out he didn't get both feet down. The DB, the they were holding and pushing each other, and the uh, receiver just lost his foot. And well, he was off. out of bounds anyway, so yeah. no catch. Arkansas All right, uh, on the other side, Melvin Gordon's back with the Chargers. What happened here? We will explain to you what happened to Melvin Gordon and some advice he got that maybe he should have taken not that seriously. Coming up next. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Sorry about that. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Smith to throw. Backside pressure hit by Bond. Pass in the air. Picked off by Burks. 35-40. 45-50. To the 45-40. 35-30. Burks to the 20. Burks to the 10. To the 5. Touchdown, Wisconsin. That's Matt LaPay, Learfield IMG College, Wisconsin, leading Northwestern 24-17. Northwestern did score. Went for the two-point conversion to try to narrow the gap. But it failed. So it's 24-15 Wisconsin. They have a two-score lead. And there is uh, three and a half minutes to go. Wisconsin trying to run this out to move to 4-0 overall. Came in as the eighth-ranked team in the country. All right. We talk about a lot of different things on this show. A lot of different things. We talk about the National Football League. Do you remember what I was telling you before we uh, went to the break there? I do. What was it that I was feeding you before we went to the break? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon is back with the Chargers. By the way, I'd like to get uh, Gavin's thoughts on Melvin Gordon as well. Are you excited that Melvin Gordon is back with the Chargers? I would be if they weren't already averaging 5.2 yards per rush. Running back was not the issue. They're losing, though. Exactly. They don't need a new running back. All right. Well, before we get to all of that, because Melvin Gordon did So now what if they win? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not giving him credit if they win. Oh my god. That's, that's the most ridiculous thing in the book right now. Because, we need we need uh 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 what's the left tackle? Okung. Okung back. Teams Much are going to teams are going to play you different defensively when you have Melvin Gordon than if you have Austin Eckler. That's just the truth. They're going to game plan differently for the backs that are in the backfield because Melvin Gordon can catch the ball in the backfield. He can line up as a receiver. So they're going to game plan a little more for Melvin Gordon than they would Eckler and Justin Jackson. All right. Well, let's back up for a second here, though. How do we get here? So representation of Melvin Gordon is coming from the Rich Paul group. 
Now, Rich Paul, if you don't know, of course, is LeBron's agent. What is the name of their agency? That is Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports. All right. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to branch out. Why not? They've had great success in the NBA. They want to branch out to the other sports, including the NFL. So one of those representatives has Melvin Gordon. So he's looking at the surface right here. He says, all right, let's see, Melvin, where, where are we right now? Oh, look at this. Okay, you're in the final year of your rookie deal. You're only making $5.6 million. Heck with that, I'm going to get you a lot more money here because I'm looking here. Let's see, uh, Todd Gurley, uh, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, $13, $14 million. That seems to be about the ballpark figure. I'm going to get you $14 million a year. Watch this. So... They get in, and uh, Melvin Gordon says, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one out." And the Chargers say, "Well, all right, well, you tell you what, Melvin's been productive. He's made the Pro Bowl the last couple of years. Uh, we'll offer you ten. And the agent's like, ten? What are you? You're not even in the ballpark. See you later. We're not gonna play this year. Two problems with that. One, what is the true market for running backs? And two, who are you dealing with? The Charger organization is never going to do." financially, whatever it takes to win a championship. They've never won a Super Bowl, so that's not really a priority. They're going to do what they think makes sense financially. What do the Chargers then counter with? We've pulled the $10 million off the table. If you do come back this year, you'll be playing for your $5.6 million. Now, Melvin Gordon was indicating he may not wait until November. He has to play this year, right, to get credit for the season so he can be an unrestricted free agent. So... I'll start with this with you. Why do you think he came back so soon, TJ? If, if he only really needed to show up, let's say, in November to get credit for this season, why is he showing up now? And by the way, he may actually play tomorrow in Miami, even though he didn't report until Thursday. Number one, the only reason they'll possibly play him, I'm, let's work backwards here, is because Justin Jackson is hurt. And so if they do that, it's really self-serving. They're looking out for the team, not the player. That's number one. Um, why would he report so soon? That's I'm I don't I don't I don't understand that. Now, I could see I, I'm I'm a firm believer. You don't lose money, try to get money, and so I'm in favor of him reporting a lot sooner than probably has been reported. I don't know. Maybe this was the plan all along. I doubt it. Just kind of odd that okay, I'm gonna come report now, but I I don't believe you should lose money trying to get money, and so. The we're not signing you to no more than 10 million. He probably says, you know what? Let me report. They've already, this is it. They've hard, they played hardball with me. I know this is what it is. I'm gonna go get this money. I'm gonna hit free agency and I'm out. That that's all I can think of that him and his representation talked about. I'm sure he there's not one player that wants to hold out. Once football season comes on and you're watching games, you wanna play. You want to play, but all right. Let me. Let, I'm going to throw. I, I'm big conspiracy guy. All right. All right. Melvin Gordon in three of his four years in the NFL has had injuries. Last year he missed four games. Last year, by the way, the Chargers were four and zero in those games. But he's had injuries over the course of his career. So he's been missing out on paychecks. He's missed three paychecks. No way to recoup that money. Now he'll get paid. So let's say you're Melvin Gordon. And you want to prove to everybody, hey, I'm I'm going to leap back. Remember me. And so these next three games, they're playing the winless Dolphins, worst team in the NFL. They're playing the winless Broncos, and then they play the currently winless Steelers. Those are the next three games for the Chargers. So if I'm Melvin Gordon, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put up some numbers, remind everybody just how good I am. 
And then all of a sudden, I, I'm not feeling well. I'm not feeling well. I got an ailment right now. It's like sort of the Jalen Ramsey situation of, of right there. You know, where it is like, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not 100% right. Joey Bosa did this to the Chargers, by the way. Remember, it was like week to week, week to week, and never came back. But the bottom line is, Melvin Gordon plays two or three games here. He's going to get paid for the balance of the year if he's hurt, right? He will get the rest of his salary for the season. And he will get the credit he needs to be an unrestricted free agent. Because right now, it appears the Chargers have no intentions of bringing back Melvin Gordon after this season. Could that be played? Because, again, you're always risking injury, TJ, anytime you take the field in the NFL, especially if you're running back. Yeah, you you make a point. But the Dolphin game, yes. Denver's, they haven't won a game, but they're good defensively. So you're not just going to come back and say, oh, I'm padding my stats against Denver. And Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. They haven't played well, but they're Pittsburgh defensively. That's what they do. They they play defense. So Miami, I'll give you that. But those, those next two games, that's not going to be easy. Defensively, the teams he'll be facing and that Chargers offense will be facing, that, that's not – that's not an easy task there, but this week against Miami, he probably does want to get on the field. Um, I, I think he shouldn't play. You, you've you been out. You can work out, work out, but when you put those pads on and that adrenaline, you really, really run, it just does something differently when you're in that football setting as opposed to just working out on your own. He hasn't been hit in a football game in almost a year. He'll, that, you'll deal with that. You'll be sore the next couple days, but the hitting, getting hit, want that adrenaline, man, you can deal with being hit. It's no problem. It's the next day or two where you're like, oh, my God, I feel uh, terrible. All right, so what well, we heard from Gavin, he he says don't yeah, let the door Gavin, hit you on the way back. Dude, right? he's, like, he's done. It's going to be nice that he is giving his 100% effort because all he cares about is making money, so he'll do that for his next team. Ooh, what do you but do? Gavin, well, he's, come he's on. He's not that good. He's never been that good. Oh, my he, God. Gavin, I can't believe I'm hearing you say this. This is a diehard Charger fan. I know a good good. running back. A good running back is Ladanian Tomlinson. Melvin Gordon couldn't. No. Oh my god. A great running back is Ladanian Tomlinson. Of course. Yeah. That's Ladanian Tomlinson is one of the best to ever Mm -hmm. play. So Melvin Gordon is not Ladanian Tomlinson, but you're talking like he's a nobody. I, I I just they offered him ten million dollars a year. That come on. What do you want? You see, you can't you can't look at it from the pers- from the perspective of what they offered him. You look at it from the perspective of what is his peers receiving, and his talent is equal or better than. That's how he sees it. You're not going to work at any job for less than you feel you're worth. I you know what it really is to me. It's the running back position gets really screwed because of that rookie contract, that five year thing. Well, a great running back has like an, an eight-year span where they can be elite, and they get really screwed on that second contract. It's hard for them to to sell teams on that, you know, when, once that fifth year comes around. Somebody has put out there that the running back position doesn't matter, which isn't true because when true. you need yeah. to ice a game, who do you give the ball to? The running back. The And I'm a receiver. Do you think there's going to be a big market for Melvin Gordon? I don't, as a, it depends on what your definition of big is. Melvin Gordon is a good running. When you have a running back that can run is the ball. Is he going to get Le'Veon Bell money? I don't I mean, believe what, he, what Le'Veon Bell got from the I Jets. I don't believe he will because Le'Veon Bell was a free agent. He had a hard time getting Le'Veon Bell money. Right. And, and so, but he can pass catch. 
He can obviously run the ball. He picks up blitzers in pass protection. There's no, there's seven backs in the league that that can do that, mm. and he's one of them. And, and so you have to be rewarded for what you do. And he felt like the Chargers weren't offering him what he felt he deserved. And, and so you look at his stats. This, this all is based off of my stats say I should be paid this. Why are you trying to pay me that? Well, we'll see how it plays out. But believe it or not, Melvin Gordon, who showed hey, Gav, up Thursday, you're a Charger. Sorry, Steve, you're yeah. a Charger fan. Once he starts balling and winning games, I don't want I, you to change your tune. All I know is all the years he's been in the league, and this is the structure of the Chargers' offense. There's never been one game where I went, "Man, if we didn't have Melvin Gordon, we lose that game." That's never happened. Uh, That's Chargers are Rivers. one and two. In fact, Melvin Gordon himself said, "True or false?" The reason he was coming back. It's because the Chargers are one and two. They need me. That's what he. That's, <laughs> that's not true, though. That is what They're Melvin aver- Gordon said. My team They've needs had me. Three touchdowns by running backs called back. Okay, that's not. That's a holding penalty. That's not. You know. All right. All right. We're done. All right. Hang on. Welcome back. We're in the Geico. <laughs> we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios <laughs> talking about free agent uh, value. David Gascon is joining us right now. I can't even imagine. Man. Have you ever hit the free agent market? What we're looking at? Never heard of them. I, uh, <laughs> those are some pom poms being waved by Gavin. That is just hardcore fanboy stuff. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's embarrassing, man. Man. Oh, here Listen, you go. We gotta give Gavin How a heads is that up. Fanboy, if I'm ripping the guy. Well, because every professional athlete is playing for the money. That's the objective is to get paid as no, a professional. I, so when you go in there, you're comparing him to Ladanian Tomlinson. Maybe you should try comparing him to Ryan Matthews. That's a guy that you probably want to grade yeah, him. Well, against, well, let right? me ask you this, because uh, you're, Gavin. Can I? I, just, I how, how? What did you think of the fourth quarter comebacks engineered by Philip Rivers the last two weeks? Incomplete. By the way, Travis Benjamin, <laughs> catch the pass. It is complete. You know, you right. can do that with everything. Come See, on. a little easier if you got Melvin to dump it off to here <laughs> and there, right. baby. That's right. All Chargers right. had some problems over the last couple of years converting on short yardage situations. Yeah. When they tried throwing the football as opposed to running it. Yeah. I, oh, I think, my God. You, I think you, you do would, not know what you're talking I, about. I, I, you I, should I, get to the update because you do not know I, what I, you're I talking about. I think you should go back to producing great guests. <laughs> right. That's what you should do. You Anyways, go. back to college football because we got all kinds of things on the menu today. Michigan was a big winner by 52 over Rutgers. Iowa 48-3 over Middle Tennessee. And Wisconsin, they held on to beat Northwestern. It was a slugfest in this one, but they're still perfect on the season. 24-15, Jonathan Taylor, 26 carries for 119 yards and one TD. Oklahoma was big on Texas Tech, 55-16. Jalen Hurts didn't even play the fourth quarter. He finished the day 17-24 415 yards through the air, three touchdowns passing and one rushing as well. C.D. Lamb carved it up, seven receptions for 185 yards and three scores. Kansas got walloped at TCU, 51-14. Alex Dalton just 10-15 for 186. BYU lost at Toledo. It's the same BYU team that beat USC earlier this year. 28-21 to wow. was the final score in that affair. And then about five minutes from now, we'll get number one Clemson in North Carolina, Ole Miss in Alabama, and then number 18 Virginia is taking on Notre Dame. That kickoff time is in about what's well, supposed to be at 12.30 Pacific, but it'll kick off in about 10 minutes from now. USC and Washington Trojans, 10-point dogs in this affair. Back to Steve Hartman, TJ Husmanzada in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, 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 sorry about that. 
because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. You guys know I know a good running back when I see one. I saw uh, Marshall Falk play one day. Yeah. He was pretty good. He was, uh, he was pretty good. Marcus Allen was pretty good. Uh, my man, Marcus. I tell you what, there's been a lot of great running backs. <laughs> Look, Melvin Gordon is a good running back. You can't say he's an average running back. So is, is Austin great... Eckler, and so is Justin Jackson. They're all well. Justin Jackson's I, I'm being hurt serious. Right now. So he is. Bum. He's yeah. banged up. But he's <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Hang on. Right. Hang on. I just want to remind everyone we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance at Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Alabama. Alabama, as they uh, kick things off against Ole Miss here right now. So far, Alabama's played Duke, New Mexico State, South Carolina, Southern Miss, and now Ole Miss. In other words, they haven't played anybody yet. Nobody. Nobody. Pat just asked to get your confidence up. I mean, two has taken full advantage, 17 touchdowns, no interceptions, completing 78% of his passes. Their first ranked opponent will be AM, uh, and that's in two weeks. They get a bye week. So basically, they've had the whole season off so far. I'm and now they get a hell. bye week as they go to AM coming up on the 12th. Then they host Tennessee, awful. Arkansas, mediocre. And then, of course, will be the big showdown as they host LSU coming up on November 9th. Um, is Alabama as good as they've been? I mean, I, I, are we, when we talk about Clemson, we talk about LSU, we talk about Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, all looking really good at this point of the season. Is Alabama still there, or are they? I mean, I still haven't shaken the memory of Clemson just beating them down in that championship game last year. Yeah, of course Alabama's still there. You lose a game to a Clemson team who is obviously – they 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 caught up to Alabama talent wise. They they've been able to recruit guys in what is rare in this day and age. They had guys that could have left as juniors, come back for their senior year on that defensive line, and they were just they were mature, big, strong guys up front that Clemson had. Got teams have caught up to Alabama, but Alabama's still Alabama. It doesn't matter who you play, they're still steamrolling them, giving up very few points, scoring a lot of points, and until somebody can consistently win the SEC and it's not Alabama, they're Alabama, if that makes any sense. Speaking of Clemson, uh, near unanimous number one, they have done it despite the fact that Trevor Lawrence has been ordinary. We've been talking about these gaudy numbers for all these quarterbacks this year. Going into today, Trevor Lawrence is completing 62% of his passes, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions. Last year, as a true freshman, he had 30 touchdowns and only four interceptions the entire year. What's happening to Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, was the preseason AP first-team All-American quarterback? He had a better team around him last year. And it's the ultimate team game. It, it, you want to give these quarterbacks way too much credit when things go well, and they take way too much of the blame when things don't go well. But he had a really good team around him last year. And they're still good, but they're, they're just not as good as they were last year from a player-from-player, position-by-position, talent-wise. Still good, still going to be in a college football playoff, so you're nitpicking here with, with what Clemson has and what they're doing. 
But he he's uh he's a true freshman. When you do what he did as a true freshman, you expect a huge jump that sophomore year. He hasn't done that yet. And that's why you look at it statistically and say, what's going on because of what he did last year? What's rem- What he's reminding me of is what happened to Sam Darnold at USC. That first year as a starter, he just had these insane, you know, nine straight wins, the big Rose Bowl against Penn State. Again, AP is now the last couple of years put out a preseason, you know, All-American team. They had Sam Darnold first team preseason All-American over the defending Heisman Trophy winner, Lamar Jackson. Same thing here. Trevor Lawrence, first team over to a tongue of Iloa, not defending Heisman, you know, winner, but certainly was the Heisman favorite coming off what happened last year, losing a close vote to Kyler Murray. Um, this is the one thing that always amazes me about these college kids is how they even hold up under pressure. Imagine if you're a quarterback and the world's watching. And all of a sudden you're in the Heisman conversation, especially if you've had an off season to read the hype and everything else. You forget again. Trevor Lawrence is two years out of high school. High school. All of a sudden you do this incredible thing. You almost don't even know what you're doing, right? You're a freshman. You're just out there swinging. You know, you're not even. Now all of a sudden you have a full off season of everyone saying you are the greatest college court ever. You're going to be the greatest of all time. And then you take the field. I'm amazed sometimes at how these college kids really hold up under the pressure thrown at them at a very young age. It's what It goes back. He had such great players around him at every position as a true freshman. And if you're fortunate enough to have that as a true freshman, you're going to have success. Clemson is still good, but they don't have – that amount of first, what they have three first round picks last year they don't have that this year and, and so I'll tell you what they have right now they're losing uh North Carolina just threw a 40 yard touchdown pass in the first two minutes <laughs> of the like game a three play drive boom <gasps> right down the field against that Clemson defense as you mentioned losing all those first round draft picks uh that could have been first round draft picks two years ago they all decided to stay one more year paid off with the national championship but right now north carolina less than two minutes in the game has taken a seven nothing lead over number one clemson and by the way you got a pretty good coach on that sideline at north carolina by the name of mac brown who's already in the college football hall of fame he came back this year returning to north carolina uh, he makes things intriguing. By that way, that is not uh, much of a defense right and there. It on just that goes play. to what I said. Would that have happened to a Clemson team last year? First drive, bang, 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 touchdown. No, that's not happening last year. And so now Trevor Lawrence gets the ball. He's going to feel like, okay, I have to answer. And you start to force things that you didn't have to do last year because you were so stout. You could just play relax and not force the action. All right. So Mac Brown and his two and two North Carolina Tar Heels, huge underdogs. They're at still going to lose though. Against well, they may, they may <laughs> lose sixty one to seven, but right now it's North Carolina seven, Clemson nothing. So we'll keep our eye in this game. Tell you more about what's to come later in the day from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. 
Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Play action fake again across the middle. Broken free. Touchdown, Alabama. Devontae Smith now into the end zone, but everybody knew it was going to be a touchdown, Alabama. From midfield, 74 yards. Those slants, he broke free, and that play works every week, every time, every game. Eli Gold from Learfield IMG College. That works every time when your safety doesn't know what he's doing. And we watch that play. This was basically an eight-yard slant that goes for a 74-yard touchdown. Explain it. By the way, Ole Miss has just scored. But we'll get to that in a moment. Got a game. uh, But what happened here? Oh, we had a fumble on the punt by Alabama, and it was caught in midair. Oh, the only way you can return that is if it's caught in midair. All right, we'll get to that in a moment. Sometimes you need a little luck on your side. So the Alabama, just to say what happened here, Ole Miss went nowhere. They had a punt. The punt went to the Alabama receiver. As he caught the ball, he sort of fumbled it up into the air. He reached for it, knocked it in the air, and landed right into the old Miss player's hands, and he ran it in for a touchdown. So 7-6 right now, pending the extra point. By the way, Virginia, Alabama over Ole Miss. Virginia is up 7-0 on Notre Dame as well. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Could they be have a letdown? <laughs> letdown? freak play the Golden here by Domers? Alabama. Um, anyway, getting back to Alabama's 74-yard touchdown on what was essentially a nine-yard pass, uh, when you watch that, you're like, what happened there? Safety. Like, what are you getting? They ran a zone read. Safety's about 10 to 12 yards from the line of scrimmage. Personally, if he's reading his keys, he intercepts that ball, or at worst, it's an uh, incompletion. Um, that's basically one-on-one football. Every receiver should win that. One tackle broken, and there was nobody left. The whole field was wide open. I don't know what they're reviewing on this play here. That was a clear touchdown for Ole Miss. Uh, we'll get to that. I want to thank the crew today, of course. Sam, uh, breathing easier now that you uh, escape with that win uh, over Middle Tennessee. What's up next for your Hawkeyes there, uh, Sam? They head to the big house after Michigan's 52 to nothing win over hapless, helpless Rutgers. All right, so uh, that should be an interesting game there. Um want to thank Colin for all his help today. Is uh, Continuing to learn, are you, Colin? Every day. Look at it. A little bit smarter every day working with the genius. Has Gav converted okay. you to a Charger fan yet? No. No, it's not <laughs> He's happening. more of a college fan. Uh, David Gascon, who's made it a life's mission to make Gavin's life as miserable as possible. <laughs> he can try. And he's he's working in. And Gav, who uh, <sighs> says uh, not excited. So if Melvin Gordon has, let's say, 120 yards, three touchdowns. They're tomorrow, not allowing a touchdown for Ole Miss to stand. Why not? I have no idea. I guess you can't advance. You can't advance on what? It was a fumble into a guy's hand, never hit the ground. Yeah, I don't know that rule. I don't get it. Home cooking. What the heck are you talking about? So, Miss gets the ball at the spot of the recovery, but the fact he couldn't run it in, I don't understand. I understand you can't. Well, the Ole Miss quarterback just got a first down with his legs. Um, I don't understand that rule at all. Uh, I thought that as long as the ball never touched the ground, I mean, if it hit the ground in a fumble, I get that you can't advance it. It was caught in midair. All right. Well, anyway, Ole Miss will try to tie it up. So 7 nothing Alabama there. Um, New England at Buffalo tomorrow. New England has won 
three games against teams that are combined 0-9. This is the first team that New England has played this year that's actually won a game, and it's a 3-0 and Bills team at home. New England is a huge seven-point favorite on the road. Is this another New England blowout, or are the Bills maybe a little overlooked with their 3-0 and record? It won't be a blowout. Division game, so normally you play your division opponents, very tight, close, contested games just because you're very familiar with them. And McDermott, the head coach, who's a defensive coach for the Buffalo Bills, the Bills are stout on defense. They're, since he's been that head coach, they've played great defense. And it's a division game. They're going to know each other so well. I, I see New England winning. Would not be surprised if they did not. But I, I don't see a blowout at all just because of how stout Buffalo has been defensively with McDermott since he's been a head coach. All right, battle in a division where you have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield and the Browns at Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens Ravens are a big six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Are people writing the obituary of the Cleveland Browns prematurely? Oh, 100%. They're, you look at their schedule. They had a tough first eight games. It's not easy. Like, the Cleveland Browns, first eight games, first half of the season, it's tough. If they can get out of the first half, three and five, that's a win for them. That That's a good start to the – first half of the season just because of the teams that they've played and then try to win some games on the back end. But you can't write them off because they do have the talent if they start to put it all together. Saints on Sunday night hosting the undefeated Cowboys after losing to the Rams. The Saints bounce back without Drew Brees and beat the Seahawks on the road. Saints are always tough at home, TJ. What do you think about that Sunday night game? The Saints went to Seattle, beat a Seattle team where anybody that's played in the NFL, it's hard to win at. It's loud. It's hard to win in Seattle. Now you come home and you get to sleep in your own bed. Now it's loud for the other team. Cowboys are a good team. Haven't played a great team yet. It's going to be tough for the Cowboys this week, uh, in my opinion, traveling up to New Orleans in a Super Bowl, Superdome to get a W. And what and what a rumor that is uh, out there. Redskins are at the Giants. If the Giants blow out the Redskins, will Jay Gruden get fired at 0-4? Um, probably. Ole Miss just scored, so it will be 7-7. Um, will he get fired? It's just Jay Gruden is just doing odd things. You, you, you got Adrian Peterson, and you don't give him the ball when you're in the uh, five-yard, inside the five-yard line. I don't know. If you lose to Daniel Jones, a rookie quarterback, it, it might be time to go. All right, stay tuned. How many more upsets will we see today? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.